Hey everyone, it's a new episode of The Shipping Manifest. I'm getting this one out as quickly as possible because we talked about Mother's Day and that that's, that's tomorrow. Uh, so I wanted this to be actually kind of timely. Uh, so I'm getting it out uh, right away. And today we talk about a lot of stuff. Uh, not surprisingly, we talk more about Motherland, the most recent two episodes, so there's some, there's some spoiler discussions, so if you haven't watched it or if you're planning on watching it, just be aware uh, that that's the first kind of big chunk that we talk about today, uh, but we don't talk about it for too terribly long. I want to say about like maybe uh, the first 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, so if you want to skip ahead, totally fine. Uh, we also talk about like New Amsterdam and you know uh, the blacklist and a whole bunch of other stuff. So uh, let's get started. Yo. Hey. How's it going? Oh, you know, it's uh, it's going all right. How about you? It's just another day in these trying times. Yeah, these unprecedented times, as uh, as every ad keeps saying. If you have a commercial for something, you have to include either these trying times or these unprecedented times. It's the law. I swear to God, I hated commercials before, like already, but they're they're just horrible now they're unbearable it's i don't need to be reminded constantly no you know like i got it i know what's going on the reason that i'm watching this much tv is because i know what's going on i am affected by what's happening right please stop showing me the same commercial about uh these trying times and frito-lay and amazon and like all of these companies that are like, we're stepping up to help because you really aren't because you're not paying your employees very well. Exactly. <laughs> it's like you want to help pay your employees. Have, have you seen the the Charmin commercial where it's like, yes. we're working hard on getting you more toilet paper. And it's just like, oh, my God. God. <laughs> there was a and joke it, on. It's just the fucking like that f- weird family of bears that only only shits there was a, there was a joke on the simpsons the last like either it was the last episode or the episode before that and like because like i've got nothing else to do so like it's either going to be funny or it's not going to be funny and it's usually on in the background while i'm working on monday morning so either mm-hmm. way i'm losing nothing right and so I was watching The Simpsons and there was a joke about Homer being like, I think I'm getting increasingly attracted to the mother bear in the Charmin commercial. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's where we're at. And it wasn't about the um, it wasn't about the pandemic or anything. It was of just how not. he feels. That's that, just how he feels about life. <laughs> that, that episode w- was in production over a year ago. Yeah. But um, and that just made me laugh really well, hard. Well, my roommate was watching an episode of The Connors the other day. And like I was just walking past the living room and 
like there was some line about how he, uh, he's not going to die from not wearing a mask. He's going to die from the sex. And I just stopped dead in my tracks. And I was <laughs> what? And she's like, uh, CPAP mask. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. Because I was like, how did the Connors like land on like mask shit is going to be a hot topic like right when this episode comes out and, God, and like, seriously that that wasn't it i was like wow okay <laughs> well there there we go yikes but i bring up the uh the charmin commercial and really uh, you know all the commercials because the only thing that i watch on hulu is motherland and i was just watching the last two episodes to get caught up before we recorded and yeah those those fucking commercials are just a nightmare unbearable yeah um i've been watching a lot of stuff on demand on the cable okay so like i've been getting commercials and a lot of them are repetitive and the same thing with the cw they have like just kind of the same block of commercials for their shows that are on demand. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm getting there's without a doubt, the first thing that it pops up is like the like, no, the COVID 19 symptoms, which is fine because it's like nobody talking. It's just like music and then w- like words on a screen. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to like actually, uh, it doesn't really bother me all that much, but it always is the first commercial. And then it's, like, the same, like, five commercials about, like, <laughs> these trying times. And it's just, like, God damn it. Can I just watch Can I just watch my medical drama on repeat and be left alone? <laughs> right. I want to think about hospitals who are able to accomplish their goals and are right. well-funded. I want to I <laughs> think about the epi- how everything gets resolved by the end of the episode and people are fine at the end. Like, yeah. I don't, like... Even even when patients die, it's still like a sense of they did everything that they could. I don't want to like, please. You know what? So New Amsterdam shelved their pan their epi- their last episode of the season, and then just released the first episode of next season that was already filmed. Oh wow! And then um, just sliced in parts from the season finale because it in- the season finale introduced a new character uh-huh. that was going to be important into the second into the second season into the third season. Sure. So when the third season starts, we would have been like, who the fuck's this guy now? (laughs) And we missed important character information that he would have shown up if we had watched just that first episode in its entirety with no extra from the season finale. We would have been like, who the fuck's this guy? Why is he hitting on Freema Eggman? What's going on here? Who did, where did he come from? So, well, I mean, there's there's like cartoons that were filmed or aired out of order and shit like yeah. that would happen all the time where it's like, right. who is this person? And then like four <laughs> weeks later, it would have their introduction episode. And right. it's like, oh, OK. So, so they did like and they before the episode aired, uh, they had like a little introduction video from like the lead actor and then the new actor who's Daniel Day Kim, who's really fucking awesome. Yeah, he rules. And so, yeah, well, Daniel Day Kim got COVID 19 filming for the show. No. And he's fine now. He, but he got it like right away at the beginning because they were, they didn't know it was stuff was just shutting down. So he was there filming and got, got it. 
he's okay now and he said i'm fine i'm i'm like symptom free and whatever but like because this was like weeks later but it was just funny so like um the last episode that they were gonna show was an episode called pandemic about a flu pandemic that hits the hospital and I'm almost wishing they would show me that episode because at least I know that the doctors of New Amsterdam are going to nip that shit in the bud and we're going to move on. <laughs> it's going to get handled. It's going to get it's going to get dicey for a little bit, but by the end of the episode they're going to have that problem solved. Yeah. That's the way it works. So if nothing else it's going to give me hope. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't <laughs> that be least, nice? At least in the fictional good place. One one hospital got their shit together. Yeah. Oh man, Ugh. this that it would it would stress me out uh, to to watch that. But that's that's just the way that I engage with media. Where it's like if it's a little too close to what's going on, I'm like, eh, I don't yeah, know. no, and I I get it. I totally get why it was shelved, and like 100 percent the right call for the mass market to like not show that episode because it was again it was made months ago it was written months ago yeah and then way before this was even a thing on our radar and then by the time it comes around to air in the end at the end of march or whatever and we're all on on the entire world's on lockdown because of a pandemic yeah kind of like "Mm, maybe the show in this is a bad call (laughs) yeah yeah, it's it's oh. it's the right decision. <laughs> it was the right decision, but at, now at this point, when I'm on day fifty-five, I'm like, you know, I could really use that pandemic episode because at least at New Amsterdam things were fine. Yeah, yeah. Because they they've shown us the first episode of season three, and everybody's fine. It's all worked out. No, none of the main characters died. It it would be interesting if they showed the the pandemic episode now. And they did kind of like a like a comic book editor's note, like this takes place before. And it's <laughs> right. like, oh, great. <laughs> they, they are going to eventually show it, and then they'll probably do one, just not right now. So right. sometime next season, if this all resolves, and when they can start filming again, they'll probably show it once we're back to normal. So next season, at some point, we'll get that episode. Yeah, and they did say we're gonna show it. Just now didn't feel right. Yeah, <laughs> we're like good call. Yeah, that's 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 the smart one. But, oh boy. Yeah, but I have branched out to watch other things that's besides good. my same medical drama on repeat. What so, what else have you been watching? So I mean, I watched Motherland, which we can get into that now if you want to. I'm I'm I mean it's fresh for me so that's fine so we can just start with motherland because otherwise it's going to be the whole rest of the episode <laughs> yeah yeah you're right so if you know that there's more to talk about later oh uh, I can boy, I, I can temper to say. <laughs> yeah. so much happened just so much in the just in the last two episodes oh my god like and and I think the season is only ten episodes long, and if and if you can feel it, because yeah. it's everything is so accelerated, and yeah. just constantly ramping up. And but also, it's like that's kind of works in its favor though too, because that's what being in war, like training in a wartime, is like. Mm-hmm. It's like 
you could be starting basic one day and at war the next. Yeah. It's like, it's just, it kind of like it happened in the last episode where it's like, you just got pulled out of an exercise to go actually handle a real combat situation that you weren't prepared for because that's just how it works. Oh man. And, and, and exactly what, what we were talking about last episode where we were bringing up how it's not sugarcoating the military or anything like that. It's, it's really not shying away from examining how, uh, how fucked up these situations can be. And they're doing it in that fictional world. So there's that little bit of separation where you, you, it doesn't feel as close to the bone, but you're, you're like, okay, this is still pretty, uh, pretty good allegory going on here um but yeah the the last two episodes you know starting off with uh you know continuing the story of the the sick girl um and i and i i mean you you kind of feel like rail's healing is going to come into play with that so when it happens it's like yeah that that makes sense that it, it felt like they were setting that up but my favorite part of that was when uh, Alder is like, teach me your songs. I, we, you know, there's so much that we can learn from you. And that little girl just fucking brings Alder to her knees and is just like, you don't deserve our shit. Like, and the, I'm like, that is, yes, fucking awesome. I love that part. Yeah, it was good. I don't know. I don't remember the previous episode because I, I watched it that week. So right. I just am on this most recent one where, God, I'm sorry. I know you like Rael, but like, I just, the ability to be so defiantly wrong, just, it really just stresses me out. Like there's, I, it's really hard to root for her because there's like a difference between writing teenage rebellion and writing just stupid and right. she's just she's just stupid and like and if we were and you have to put into into perspective caitlin and i were talking about this too if she was doing this about a man mm-hmm. we would be <sighs> like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah so if she was behaving that way over a boy everybody would be like what the fuck's wrong with you but because why are we going to let her slide because she's a lesbian like well, I think you do. She's a moron. You you do also have to remember that like her girlfriend disappears. She was told that she was killed in a terrorist attack, and then she is fucking black bagged and dropped in front of her girlfriend, who is being held hostage and tortured. So I think that there's a little bit of wiggle room with but like her being issue. stressed out about it. But my issue is that she's been being she's been told by Tally since before she was black bagged that that what's her ass is spree. And so like, No, no, that happened after she was black bagged. Okay. That well that, either way. That, that whole revelation was but when you're being told repeatedly by people like I get it if it was coming from Abigail, because Abigail's always been kind of like you know, the 
the one who agrees with the military, but Tally isn't. And Tally's always had your back. So if Tally is the one telling you that something is wrong there and you don't, and you're just defiantly not believing her and making things more difficult for everybody else, like they're not going to just lock her up if they didn't think something was up. But that's, that's the other part of it is Tally didn't tell her. Tally gets hurt when they when they drop and Rael is healing her. And when she heals her, they link and that's where she sees the memory. And she's like, you right. knew she was alive. She's you didn't it from Tally. But she is Tally didn't volunteer. She does that afterwards. She does right, afterwards. But she's, but she's still hurt by by the like, I don't give a shit that. if she's hurt. You're finding out that she's free, then that explains everything. And if you're paying any attention at all to what is going around and on in the world around you, that would affect you differently. Like, and everybody, and then when Tally finally is like, she's free, I'm telling you she's free. I saw her talking to a balloon in a window, in a mirror. And she's just like, defiantly, like, arguing with her. Like, I, you pulled it from her memories. You know that it's true. Like, right. But she's, she's obviously, she's obviously going through it, like it's denial. She feels hurt. She feels betrayed both by not being told that, that Scylla is alive, but also by being lied to by Scylla because she does believe it. And like, you see that throughout the episode where she, she starts to kind of piece it together and then it all builds up to that point where she is chasing down that other spree member and they disguise themselves as Scylla. And she's like, she even says, even if it is you. And she fights her to the point where she yeah. kills her. Like, I think that. That's fine. I still think it's dumb. I still think it's dumb. Because again, if we were doing it, if she was doing that about a boy, we would all be, or you would. You would be, this is stupid. Fair enough. <laughs> You're I... letting the fact that she's a lesbian cloud your vision on it. <laughs> maybe. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Admittedly. Because if it was if it was a boy, if she was getting all upset about a boy that was betraying them. But that's the thing. You like, wouldn't we've feel seen, the same way. We've seen that story. Like we've I know, seen and you would story. think that it's gross and icky. Right. But this is, I don't know. I don't care if we haven't seen it before. I'm just saying, if it was a boy, we would be like, that's gross and icky. Yeah. And it should be the same thing for same-sex relationships, too. Because uh, it's still gross and icky. It's still manipulative. Yes, absolutely. And and I'm not, I'm, I am absolutely not uh, discounting the manipulation that is at play. Um. But I do, I do think that she, like, she had to go through that arc to get to the other side of it, um, and that's where you know she she has that fight, and then by the end of that episode where they're discussing, sorry, this is spoilers, but like I'll I'll probably be putting this up, uh, you know, in a couple of days. So like I don't know, you guys know what we're gonna fucking talk about the show. Um, but like when once they're discussing like that there were hostages in, you know in in that truck that they had to destroy yeah and 
and that's where like the three of them are like oh like we're all that we have we have to rely on each other because we can't really trust anyone uh even if like the the military says that they have our best interests in mind they got libba killed which poor libba like i i i felt really bad because i was even bringing up last episode i was like where'd she go i i kind of miss her uh and then she yeah. was up just in time to die yeah i was kind of losing my uh i was having a really hard time with her because that's twice right yeah 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 so i was having i only know them by the her by her last name but like i have a hard time with her because she's on single parent she was on single parents oh really and she played this the kid's teacher and she also date and she was like this weird like um uber millennial like gen z millennial like who has who's very like faux woke and you know obnoxious about it like obnoxious social justice warrior but like for the but like for the wrong reasons mm-hmm. and not like she actually is trying to be better, but just so she can call people out. And so she does that in her, and then she was dating one of the, uh, one of the characters on the show. And it's like, I just can't get over that. That was her. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that character is just so unlikable. <laughs> right. That's <laughs> like, yeah. I, but, um, uh... yeah no, I, I thought of that when I, when it, I watched it, I, I wanted to be like, Oh, Swipe came back. And then she died. <laughs> and then she died. And it's it, it's just a bummer because, like, you have some pushback on Abigail coming from Rael, but like, when it was coming from uh, Libba, she was she was doing it at a point of power, like she had that confidence that I don't think Rael ever has when when she's dealing with Abigail. And I think that was really necessary um, because Abigail needs to be taken down a peg every once in a while. No, I agree. Um, Which is another thing that happened in the previous episode uh, where she goes into like the fucking bubble of silence uh, with, with that boy. And she's like, think of what the military could do with this. And he's like, I have get the fuck (laughs) out of here it's like you dummy i am enjoying watching the different the way that like not so much with rael because i feel like at this point she's a lost cause for me i'm never gonna enjoy her character it's just too much um i but i am enjoying like with tally and with abigail the like different ways their perspective changes Mm -hmm. because it's like you have somebody who's a very by the book military been training my whole life for this I'm from a famous military family and like this is very important to me starting to become disheartened in in the system yeah and then you have somebody because like rail wasn't didn't buy in from the beginning so she's her perspective changes still that she was right right you know that she didn't like it and she didn't want to be here but like the two people that were there for different reasons. And so, and then you have Tally who is there and excited to be there because she wants to be part of the cause. And her family is the one that's like, don't do this, Mm -hmm. but she's like, this is important. And I want to be part of the cause. And like, then she, now she's starting to real, like this, the rosy sunglasses are like coming off and she's starting to like 
realize that this maybe isn't what she thought it was going to be or that it's not exactly it's not the glamorous military illustrious career she thinks she's going to have it's not all heroism right it's not all heroism there's loss and there's there's distrust and there's trouble and there's things that like don't you know there's a lot of following orders if even if you don't believe in those orders Mm -hmm. and so just i like watching their perspectives change because they're coming from completely different angles um and that's and that is more fun to watch for me than watch the the like you know the girl who didn't want to be here in the first place continue to not want to be here and then make bad choices (laughs) right that's fair and and like i i think i have a similar feeling as you do with Rael, with i have it with tally but only when it comes to garrett uh because it's like girl you gotta you gotta move on and like you you just scrape the dude off and like please please you're getting hung up on this whole situation but see here you go that's exactly my point so when it's tally with a boy you're like get on get over it but But when it's rael with a girl who is also the boy wasn't, he was just a shitty guy. Like he just did a shitty thing to her, but overall he's a good guy working for the, who we think are the good guys. Here is, here is my, here is my rebuttal. Uh, Tally spent a day with Garrett and they boned like fine. Rael and Scylla have been dating for months like they they have an established long lasting relationship so that betrayal i think is a little bit harsher than you boned this dude and he didn't tell you that he was engaged like yeah but i think you have to understand the context of what they were do when they were boning cuz they were boning through a, during a mating ritual right so that's going to have a little bit more of an intense feeling for her and also, I guarantee you, she lost her virginity to that guy. Oh no! So like that's 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 established because her her yeah. uh, her witch mark uh, was shining right. afterwards. So you're saying so like that's negating then her emotions that were tied into it. Like it amount of time shouldn't negate the fact that she still like had feelings for the guy, and like that still is a really painful thing when you're falling in love with somebody whether whether it's been an hour or whether it's been a four months you know that that's you're negating her entire journey i'm and, not negating it know, i'm just i'm just saying like it's but tally it's, it's not it's the same thing okay. it's good right but okay. in her in her journey and in her moment it's not okay and it's, it's not it, like you know, he's a terrorist allowed- no, I know, but she's and she, but she's allowed to feel those feelings. Yes, I'm. I'm and not she's allowed she's to not, be upset. I'm not saying. But then, but no, you did. But you were like, then you're like, get over it. No, I'm but saying she goes like catatonic sometimes, and it's just like, uh, yeah. You, but that's very like, for her. That's her stress. That's stressful for her. The same way that for for Ta- or for Rael, the Scylla thing is stressful. So like, again, like. You say get over it when it's a man, but with Rael and a woman, you say, you know, it's completely justified that she has a break about it. 
I think they are very different relationships that need but to they're be. Not diff- but they're not different to each other or to the people involved. Okay. So Tally feels, Tally's v- version of being betrayed, like you, you don't get to compare traumas. And so right. Ka- okay. Tally's trauma of being betrayed <laughs> by the first guy she's ever had a, an emotional attachment to in a way that was very public and she was embarrassed by it when she thought that they had something special and that he had said things to her that were, you know, made her, led her on mm-hmm. only to find out that he was promised to someone else and engaged. And also using a handbook and like right. doing, doing the, the most baseline fucking checklist. Right. So for her, that's a very traumatic experience for because sure. That's the first time she's, she gave her virginity to this guy. It's her first time she's had emotions for someone. And I, like, I'm also, you know, I am also forgetting the fact that like Tally didn't grow up around men at all. Like right. she didn't have. She, ha- she doesn't have a dad. She no. doesn't, you know, so this, it's like, it's like the little mermaid, right? Right. It's like, it's like Ariel <laughs> and the oh first, she falls in love with the first man that she sees yes. because she doesn't know what men are. <laughs> oh my God. She is Ariel. So she gets very excited. She's in a new experience. She has her first mating ritual experience. Uh-huh. She falls in love with the first guy she ever mates with. And then he's engaged to someone else. You could straight up re-edit the the Beltane scene to kiss the girl. You could absolutely <laughs> you really do it. You really could. And it would fit perfectly. You have the lights that match up with with like the fireflies yeah. that show up in this. It would be perfect. It would be perfect. Abigail's three way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So- so you know it that's her that's her traumatic experience you've really turned me around on this <laughs> <laughs> oh Good. my god but, yeah. <laughs> but i mean that's that's really all i had to say i about about the <laughs> the episodes just just that i really i really like what they're doing uh, I have liked what they have done with each subsequent episode and the way that it is escalated. And I'm really nervous, honestly, about if it is going to get a second season because it it's not a cheap show. Like, it doesn't look cheap, really. I mean, you know... The shows on Freeform are weird because it's like I always think that it's like there's no way anybody else is watching and enjoying this show. And we're on three seasons of Siren and I have no idea why. I keep watching it going, this is going to get better though, right? And it doesn't <laughs> get better. But you're still <laughs> and watching. it's still on. Right. And it's still on. Yeah. And I feel like I might not be the only one. And like I feel like that's how Freeform shows go sometimes where it's like I cannot tell you why this still is on but it is. Yeah. And so I feel like this one, at least it's compelling to watch and it's fun. And I know at least three people who enjoy it. So. It's it's building a, a pretty substantial tum- Tumblr following. I'll tell you that much. There you go. Um, so I'm just, I'm, I'm hopeful that they get to continue it because I think they have a lot of ideas that I, I want to see them yeah. continue to pursue. Um, yeah, me too. Because it's it's just been such a such an exciting 
new show uh and and I, I yeah it there's just not really a ton like it so i i really hope it survives um yeah what what else have you been watching um uh, real quick i just have to my mom just sent me a, a picture Because I got really I got really angry today because I had to go to the grocery store even though I didn't want to. Yes, and I got very upset about just the blatant disregard for signage of like this is a one way aisle you can only go this way down the aisle Mm -hmm. and blocking the aisles and like just people just blatantly being fucking morons. And she just and I called her and I just ranted for about twenty five minutes about how angry I was (laughs) about the grocery. She's like, and I didn't lead in with what with that I went to the grocery store. She stopped me mid rant and went, "Did you go to the grocery store this morning, Kelsey?" (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, "Yes, yes, of course (laughs) I did." And then just picked up where I left off. Yeah, I didn't want to go. I just was too lazy to go yesterday morning before work or after work. I needed to get cat food, so, like, I had to go. It wasn't, like, a negotiable situation. The cats were already grumpy because I didn't feed them last night, but they had food in their bowls so, like, they they could get over it. It's not like they were going to starve. Right. So she just sent me this, and it's um, (laughs) – it's – the Shawshank Redemption and it's Morgan Freeman and Tim Robbins and they're sitting there and Morgan Freeman says what are you in for and Tim Robbins says I was caught walking down the wrong direction of the grocery aisle <laughs> <laughs> and I said yeah send him to Shawshank mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. send him to Shawshank so. Um, so I also watched all of Upload which... oh all of it I didn't I... all of it wow so it's only like 10 episodes okay, um, or something. It's like eight or 10. Um, and I, and they're, they're pretty quick. They're like 45 minutes. Um, I kept seeing ads for it and I was like, Oh, this kind of looks like somebody took the concept of San Junipero, but went, but it's not gay. Mm. Like, <laughs> Cause the concept is right. And that's what it felt like. It's like, I liked San Junipero, but what if it wasn't about lesbians and instead it was about a cisgendered white dude, mm. um, which that wasn't what it was. It absolutely, it was a concept that was similar to the idea of uploading into a virtual reality simulation once you've passed on. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't, it was by no means trying to be that same sort of thing. Um, It was a, it was a, it was the black mirror if the black mirror was fun and light. (laughs) Interesting. Um, What a concept. And so like, (laughs) right. So the, (laughs) which, so the concept is that this guy dies and then gets uploaded into this thing without really knowing that he's going to do it because he's like dying at the time. And his girlfriend does it so that they can be together forever. And the thing is, is once you're uploaded, you can still communicate with people in in the real world or that are still alive. Mm-hmm. It's just all through technology. So like I can get I can call you on the phone, but I you just know that I'm uploaded. And like my consciousness is so if I'm dead, I could we could still have a conversation over the phone. Mm-hmm. I'm just in this simulated reality. And um, it's just him kind of navigating that space and figuring it out. And then it's, he's got this customer service representative that they refer to as angels that um, is helping him out and starts finding out that he's got missing memories. And so that it becomes a mystery of trying to figure out why these memories were damaged 
how they were damaged, how to get them back to him. And then in the process, they're falling in love with each other. Oh. But it won't work out because she's a human and still alive. And he is uh, an uploaded consciousness who is dead. <laughs> so, that makes it tricky. <laughs> right. But it's it's actually very sweet. And then there's a murder mystery. So, Whoa. Um, yeah, it was completely not what I expected it to be. And I actually really enjoyed it. And I'm super bummed that there were only 10 episodes. And now I'd say... Who knows if we'll ever see more episodes? Right. Who knows when anything will ever happen again? Yeah. And also, like, I think Amazon pretty much only renews Bosch and everything else is just like, I don't know, maybe. It's kind of true. <laughs> I feel like everything gets one season on Amazon, even shows that are really good. And then they're like, eh, Bosch. Bosch. Let's just do more Bosch. Let's, like, Bosch. <laughs> I haven't met a single person who has ever watched a single ever episode. watched an episode of Bosch. But that shit is on for eight seasons. <laughs> I don't understand it. Um, it's it's Bosch and the the marvelous Mrs. Meisel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and like the that's it. The only thing that I think of uh, when I see like ads for Bosch is. That guy was on, I don't know if you ever watched this show. Uh, it was called Life. And it had uh, it had Sarah Shahi uh, from like the L Word and a bunch of other stuff. It had mm-hmm. uh, Damien something. The guy from Homeland and Billions. And yeah, I know who you're talking about. Like he, he, was, he was playing a guy who... Uh, he was wrongly convicted of a, a murder and he was sentenced to life. Damien Lewis. Damien Lewis, thank you. He was sentenced to life. And his buddy, uh, who was like kind of keeping keeping an eye on his stuff while he was in jail until he got released, is Bosch. So every time I see like any of these ads, I'm like, what is that? Di- what is that? How did that guy get a show? <laughs> like he was, he was just the weird buddy. Like, All right, fine. Yeah. Go ahead, Amazon. Whatever. I guess that Bosch will just go forever. It's the yeah. only show that they ever renew for another season. It it is entirely possible that this is the last season for Bosch, and I just don't know that. I don't, who would know? Who no would watch it? We, nobody we know knows? watches it. So how would I know that this is the last? I just found out that the blacklist was still on. And I thought that show ended years ago. <laughs> Is the James Spader show? Yeah. Really? That show's still on. <laughs> to be fair, I think my grandma watches that show. So I think that's like a grandma show. No, my mom watches it. So like, I know that it, it's a show that people watch. I just didn't realize it was still on because I've never, yeah. I have like not seen ads for it or anything. So it's just like, I only recently found out because... It's on NBC, and so is the medical. Dr- so is New Amsterdam, and I just kept mm-hmm. watching. I ke- so I keep getting occasional like reminders. The seventh season of Blacklist is coming, and I'm like, the what now? That's, That's so, so still weird. On? And like yeah. I, I just lump in uh, the Blacklist with uh, that one show that had uh, Jamie King on it, and she just had a bunch of tattoos i don't know what it was called and it like it just seemed like an excuse Um, to have her fucking naked all the time what was it um 
Fuck. It was because I feel like it has black in the name too, and it's not Jamie. Right. King. It's it's um the chick from um Thor. Thor. Yeah, it's Jamie something, but it's not Jamie King. Yeah. Um. Um. Fuck. <laughs> it's gonna drive me nuts. I don't know. I don't know. Let me. I'm trying I, to I, Google it, but it's like I don't know her name, so I'm just like Jamie from Thor. <laughs> Jamie Alexander. There we go. Jamie Alexander. Oh, man. What was that show I'm called? Google, like, hold on, hold on. I've got it. I'm pulling it up. Because I think that's still on, too. Blind Spot. Blind Spot. Which I always, like, I combine Yeah. Blacklist, Blind Spot, and then also The Blind Side with Sandra Bullock. Perfect. That makes sense. <laughs> Blacklist and Blind Spot are at least like spy, FBI, similar things. The Blind Spot, or the, the Blind Side about a football player adopted by a white family. Yeah. I same mean, thing. if it, they are the same thing, and as much as I will not watch any of them. Uh, Fair. so they're all just kind of in that Fair. general area for me. Well, I started watching The Blacklist. I don't want to talk about it because I'm only three episodes in. Okay. I remember watching it. At, I remember watching it at one point because my mom was like, "You're gonna like. You might like this show." And I'm like, "I don't like James Spader," and she was like, "Well, I think you'll get over that. He's fun in this." And I'm like, mm. "I don't. I. I don't like James Spader. <laughs> he only ever played a bad guy in the '80s. He plays a bad guy in this. I don't really want to watch him." And like. My my connection to him is always going to be less than zero. So, like, he raped Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would I want to watch that? Yeah. And also, <laughs> he's... He doesn't in the movie, but he does in the book. Right. So. And also, like, <laughs> the less I think about... He's Ultron. Yeah, the less I think about Age of Ultron, the better. Like, I'd, I just right. would rather put that entirely out of my mind. Right. And so, I, so whatever. So I, but then I started watching it because the guy from the new, from new Amsterdam used to be on the blacklist and I'm obsessed with him now because he's just very attractive. And um, now, so now I'm watching the blacklist because he's in it. And then I, but I know that he dies. So because he left and he went to go do new Amsterdam. Right. So I only have to watch until he dies. And then I'm out. Hey. <laughs> That, I, I also know that there was a season that he left because he had a spin-off show and then he that show got canceled because it wasn't good because Femke Jensen can just not carry a project. And um so I know he, that show like he left and then came back so there's like a whole season that I can skip because he's not in yeah. it. Yeah. Cuz he was on his spin-off. You know, I w- I was initially going to like try and push back on that Famke Jansen can't lead a project and I I've got nothing. I've got no It's not that she's a bad <laughs> no. actor and it's not that she's not attractive. She just cannot lead a project. Like for some reason like she just cannot she's good as like a guest star on things. Uh-huh. She's good as like a secondary part in things uh-huh. or an ensemble like in X-Men. But, like, she can't carry a project. And she was, like, the biggest name on that show when it, like, and the only reason to go and watch that show was if you already watched The Blacklist, so you wanted to watch what Tom was doing. Tom's the name of the character that Ryan Eggold plays. If you want to see what Tom was up to, 
or why Tom left, and that, or if you like Femke Jensen, who was also, I guess, on the blacklist. Like, they think that character was on the blacklist as a setup for why they were getting, getting rid of Tom. So it was like, if, you know, if those two things were your buy-in, other than that, you know, you got nothing. Yeah. And she just <laughs> cannot lead it. Everything that she tries to do on her own, it, it doesn't last. Yeah. So. Maybe maybe it's just she hasn't found the right thing. Yeah. I don't know. You know. But, yeah, because, like you said, she's not bad. It's just the projects that she no. is the lead in don't necessarily fit her. Um, right. And I think that's the thing, is, like, she's a very specific type, but it's not a type that you can really, like, na- like name. Mm-hmm. Because... Again, I don't think she's a bad actress, and I think she's a beautiful woman. I don't think she was right for Jean Grey. No. And, like, but I have enjoyed, like, I enjoyed her on Ally McBeal. Sure. And I've enjoyed her when she shows up in other stuff. I think she was on, she was on some other show that I was watching. How to Get Away with Murder, mm-hmm. I think. She was on, and she was... And she was good there. She, I mean, she pops up and stuff, and I'm like, oh, hey, I love she's her. In, Why doesn't she ever have a She's thing? in GoldenEye. She's in GoldenEye. I just think, you know, she just... she Nobody can find the right thing for mm-hmm. her. I think she needs... You're right. I think she needs her, like, Bates Motel moment. Because, like, that was where, like, Vera yeah. Farmiga really got to, like, stretch and like do do something different than what she had been doing in most of her movie roles so i think i think famkin right. needs to find that sort of project yeah you know you know what i feel like she needs i feel like she needs like a like a ryan murphy absolutely situation. like a american horror story or american crime story or like one of his anthologies yeah. Where she can get attached to it and then just play somebody different uh-huh. every season so she can really play. Because, you know, if you really think about it, who was Sarah Paulson like before she started doing all of the Ryan Murphy stuff? Uh, I mean, she was, again, a good yes. actress, but somebody nobody really knew. She was my know? favorite part of Studio 60, which was a terrible show. Um, right. But again, like she wasn't, she was somebody who showed up in a few things that didn't go right. very far. And, you know, she'd show up in something and you go, oh, I like her. And then you wouldn't see her again or she would be a bit part person in something. Now she's now she's everywhere. She's ubiquitous. She's ubiquitous and deservedly so because she's very talented. She was so good and so talented is because she got a she got in with Ryan Murphy and was on American Horror Story for the first few seasons playing multiple characters Mm -hmm. in different showing how much of a range she has. And then, then she was Marsha Clark on American Crime Story about OJ. And then now she's on, um, she's on the um, Miss America, which Mrs. America, which is really good. I think you might enjoy mm. that if, if you're interested. It's on FX. Um, and it's about the right, liberation right. movement. And in the 70s and like the pushback, the housewives pushing back on the ERA um, so it's about like Gloria Steinem and um, what's her face, the lady who wrote the feminine Manist- oh, yeah. mystique that I can't remember her name off the top of my head. But she's played by Tracy Ullman. Oh, who's man. Like, Where did Tracy Ullman go? 
I'm so glad she's back. She's great. There's so many people in this show that are popping up that I know from other things that I'm like, shit. Um, James Say Marston no more. is in it. <laughs> um, John, hey. Yeah. John Slattery is in it. Um, right. There's so many cool people that I'm like, oh, where'd you come from? And um, Sarah Paulson, mm-hmm. um, Kate Blanchett is in it. Um, hey, love her. Rose Byrne is in it. So, yeah. There's so many people that I like didn't expect just popping up. Well, I'm I'm, like, oh, I'm I know my... you. You're cool. Uh, oh, Margo she's fucking fantastic. She's a, uh, I she's I amazing. really became a fan of her uh on Justified. Did you ever watch Justified? Fuck. Yeah. I've seen some of Justified. It just wasn't my thing, but I appreciate I watched, why people like it. It just right, it was right. A little it was. Too it, I watched the me. first like two seasons, and and it was like the show that I would watch with my dad and my grandma when I was living with them, uh, because it was just something that yeah. we could all get into. Uh, and she just rules. She's so, she's so good. I. I started to really okay. like her. I went when she was on The Riches, um, which I loved The Riches. If you haven't seen The Riches, it's on Hulu now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Eddie Izzard and Minnie Driver, and they play a um, uh, and they're it's great, and they play um, a Romani family that is posing as another family and live in this house, and oh, shit. they kill those people by accident. <laughs> So they're covering up, but nobody, so they bought, these people are so rich that they bought a house in a fancy neighborhood sight unseen. So nobody knows who they are when, and so they just show up at this new house and start living the lives as if they're those people and they're con artists. So they're, which, you know, it's not great. Romani con artists, but you know. But I'll, but it's a really fun show. So like, and they're not trying to make it a stare. Like they're trying to, and then while they're doing this and living this fake life, they're trying to like go straight and be like, no, we could just live this life. It could be great. Like we could just stop being con artists, and this is our last yeah. con is just taking over these people's lives. Um, and Margot Martindale plays their neighbor, who's like just bored, pot smoking, older housewife, who's just. <laughs> always hanging out with mini driver and off and smoking honestly pot. that sounds like <laughs> a great life <laughs> right what up mini driver so, you want to hit yeah. this get over here yeah yeah that sounds great so but yeah um but yeah so oh, now apparently geez. i'm gonna watch the blacklist so, yeah, I guess. R.I.P. to me. Um, <laughs> I mean, I feel like I might just. I the thing is, is like, well, maybe I can just like fast forward sure. and just watch it whenever Ryan is on the screen, but I can't because, um, I guess his storyline is essential to the oh, first to the like plot of the show. <laughs> because part of because part of the whole thing with the main chick is that she's got this guy, this like James Spader guy, but bugging her and like making her job more difficult and then also telling mm-hmm. her that her husband isn't who she thinks he is and he's the husband and Ryan Eggold plays the husband so like right. not know what's going on because then I'll You'll be completely that. lost. Yeah. So watching I'll be I'll be completely lost. 
Um, so, yeah, I and yeah, I will probably check out uh, Mrs. America down the line. Uh, it's just uh, next weekend is a double whammy coming at me from Netflix because uh, you've got Dead to Me uh, season two. It's already back. I thought it was it's next already week. back. It's already oh back. Oh my god! It came back ah! yesterday. I've, yesterday. I'm so excited about it. I was gonna say that. I'm I was so gonna tell you that, that, that it's back. I've back. been like, I, I, I didn't no. watch a trailer. I'm completely media blackout on it because I just want to like let that show fucking take me on a ride again. I'm so excited for it. And then next weekend is the final season of Shira, and I've been doing a rewatch of the whole series uh, leading up to it, which is why I was kind of behind on Motherland up until today. And it also explains why it's been up on Netflix is like, watch She-Ra again. And I was like, I, I, do. I don't want to. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's gonna, <laughs> that's just gonna happen a lot where it's just like, Oh, uh, Maddie's watching Shira. All right. <laughs> well, it's also it's already happened because there was a good period of time where it was just like I didn't I wasn't watching Netflix at all. And then there was a shift into what was mm-hmm. what was um suggested to me because it was very clear that you were using the Netflix more than I was using Netflix. Because it went from being all like baking shows and documentaries <laughs> to weird animes and like all, all these like animated shows I never would watch. And I was like, oh, that's to be anime. fair, <laughs> I think I watched like one anime and Shira, like that, and that's it. But that was enough to skew it. And I was just like, no, no, I just want to watch these yeah, two that's things. All, <laughs> it's like, here's it. all this other stuff. I'm like, no, no, you're right. screwing it up. Just trying to watch two things. Please chill out. Because the other one was uh, the show I got Caitlin into, uh, K-On, uh, which is the cute, cute band show. I know. Yeah, I know. you told me about it. We've already talked oh, about it. It's Please just, don't talk to me more just, about anime. I can't just, take it. Look, you get I'll your die. you get your I medical dramas. Maddie, I'll you, die. And... I have not talked about my medical drama we, at all. We spent ten it. minutes I, on it. The one episode they didn't air. <laughs> we talked about the episode that didn't air. That I have not seen, and that Daniel Day Kim was in it. I'm not sitting here giving you. The I'm not giving play you a play-by-play play either. I, I was show. just saying which show it was to provide context. It's called a callback. I know, but you already gave. You we, already gave. We me have the, an the audience of the, sh- of the show. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm really excited about the final season of Shira because the the way that that show has been made is just everything that you hope for in one of those reboots because that the old Shira show is bad. It's real bad. 
uh, does not hold up. Uh, and what they did was they, they took these characters and they actually gave them lives and like backstories and trauma that they have to like actually process. And it's, it's just so much deeper than you would think a show based on a eighties toy commercial essentially should be. Uh, so I'm going to be distraught uh, next weekend, uh, and I'm I'm just not ready for it. But you know, I'm I'm just gonna have to get ready for it, which is why I'm watching the watching the show all over again. Um, Somebody posted a picture of Jared Kushner and it just has, mm. and it's, he's looking like, you know, Jared Kushner. And it just says, bring me mm. this Batman. He does. He really does look like a Batman villain. He does. Like very Riddler. Like the, the Riddler is like the number one that I think he looks like. But also maybe like Toy Man, because he has like kind of that porcelain doll face, you know? Is that just me? No, he does. He definitely looks like he could be. Yeah, it's that you're you're. Um, John Oliver says he has the skin that looks like he's never been touched by any human. Yeah. He's never made human contact yeah. in his entire life. He, oh man, that dude, everyone, everyone in that fucking house is just the most nightmarish version of a person in every way. Um, Yeah. True. Uh, somebody, I also just saw a picture that was posted of a suspicious candy van um, that says, Land of the free, not land of the stay at home. Home of the brave, not home of the. They spelled fraud. afraid wrong. Because they spelled afraid wrong. A F R I A D. But it's also written mm, like don't dead open inside. dead inside. <laughs> don't yeah, don't open dead inside. Oh god. Like it's written like <laughs> Oh <don't> god. Dead <laughs> open inside. And it, so it looks like land of the not land of the home of the not home of the free stay at oh, home good brave Lord. not a fried. Yes. And then the comment yes, is you just, are, am honey. I having a stroke? <laughs> yeah, we need to get you to a doctor. Oh, I'm sorry. They're busy. <laughs> so Eon, Elon his Musk name's changed kid? his name's kid to Glenn. <laughs> sorry, no, you just had that No, he changed the flip. kid's name to uh, Glenn. Glenn. Glenn Musk. Well, I mean, I guess X that's better than, you know, a whatever that is. 
to 12 yeah. Boy. question mark or whatever. Boy, that was just the just the stupidest thing that I had to read yesterday or like what two days ago i don't know time's fucking done uh whenever that when that when that tweet went out i was just like no that's not real that's 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 a made-up thing that's a that's a that's one of them jokes because it you know look at how wacky elon musk and grimes are no it was fucking real because you can't make this stupid yep. shit up and now and and the the backup plan if we couldn't name our our child after a, a fucking jet fighter is glenn just glenn all right good good work guys you don't have a third draft you like no yeah. okay I didn't take I, just, I didn't take Elon you know, Musk for a big Glenn, Glenn Campbell fan, but who knows? God, I'd I don't take Elon Musk for anything. Take Elon Musk behind the woodshed. Oh my god, yeah. I hate there that go. guy. Exactly I hate him so much. Uh because I used to like Grimes. I used to like Grimes quite a lot. Uh, was a big fan of her her music, and then she started dating just fucking this dollar store fucking dumbass. That's the thing. That's the thing that is the most. No, I'm not even. I'm not even going Wish to Tony Stark. give him. Wish Tony Stark. Because he's not even smart. He he is rich because his family uh, exploited fucking slavery in South Africa in the diamond mines and emeralds and shit. And he just has a company where he pays everyone else to be smart around him. And somehow that has led him to develop this cult of personality where everyone thinks that he's a genius when he's just the dumbest he is so dumb i hate him i hate him so much flames on the side of my face, on the side I, of my face. I, I would legitimately be a happier person if i never had to think about him again You know who we need to bring back? Jail? That Theranos chick. Did she go to jail? <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. I, well, she was supposed yeah. to go to trial this year, but... Speaking of, you know what's kind of cool? So I did watch an episode. So I've been watching the show All Rise, and I told you a little bit about it, I think, in text. Um, and it's like, it's nothing to write home about. It's fun entertainment. It's just a fun, like, courtroom drama show. Um, mm-hmm. like ensemble cast on cast on CBS. So like that's about what you need to know of it. But I've enjoyed it because Simone mm-hmm. Missick is the um, the judge, and then the got her like best friend who's a DA um, is 
really? is uh, Bullseye from Daredevil, season three of Daredevil. So it's like this weird. And then uh, his, they've added another character. They added another character who's another attorney that he's now dating. Um, and okay. she's, <laughs> she's Amy Rohrbach from Titans. Um, so it's, um, I've been like, this <laughs> yeah, some weird, yeah. like, courtroom AU. <laughs> Misty's a judge and Bullseye's a lawyer. <laughs> For some reason, the DC cops are there and like the cops from Bloodhaven are here. And it was just, it was funny. And I really enjoyed it because it's a fun show and it's, you know, a little social justice y, but also like in a mm-hmm. good way, as in like she's a judge that wants to change the system. And, you know, I'm always for a, a good show about a, a judge woman of color trying to change the system and not just throw every person who's ever done anything remotely wrong into prison. Right. If it's not necessarily their fault. So it's kind of, it's a fun show. And um, they did an episode this, they did an episode this past week that um, they let it, they let themselves be affected by the scheduling shutdown or by the filming shutdown of the pandemic and acknowledge that the pandemic exists, but not in a way that's like, Let's make everybody feel bummed out about the pandemic. It's um, more of a, they just, they're being affected by it. You get to watch the Mm -hmm. characters be affected by it in the same way that you are, but they're also continuing on and trying to figure out new ways to continue doing courtroom stuff the same way that real courtrooms are trying to do that. And so they all filmed it as a cast from home. Really? On like Zoom chats. (laughs) fascinating yeah so and so you have you yeah and it's really interesting and it it worked it like they pulled it off it was a really fun and entertaining show to watch because you have them at home and then they just wrote off things like you know one of the actresses is home with her family so there might be kids in the background making noises so that character is staying with her family in the in the context of the show and it's her nephews because she doesn't have kids in real life so she's like, I'm sorry, my nephews, they found me. I was hiding in the closet or like I was doing wow. this thing. And so that they could explain <sighs> that background noise. And like they have, so there's a little bit of them going stir crazy and then communicating with each other in the way that they would be in the show if they were in person talking to each other. And they're still having those meetings, but it's all done through video chat. And it was really fun to watch. And it's like, you know what? Me too. Like, that's what I need. I don't need you to sit here and, like, give me some hopeful episode of, like, a heartwarming, like, whatever. Yes. You know, just be business as usual and affected by it. You know? Like, that's – this is great. I'm enjoy- I'm enjoying the shit out of this. Because all of those actors, like, the guy – I can't think of his name. But, like, the guy – the bullseye guy, he's, like, grown a beard in quarantine. And they're like, fuck it, just leave the beard. Who cares? And he's just chilling, like working out on his patio and being like, I can't go to the gym, so what else am I going to do? And like, she, Simone Missick's character is getting annoyed with him because he's like doing push ups while they're chatting and she's eating ice cream. And she's like, I'm done with this. Like, and they're, you know, they're, they're still existing in the world, checking in with each other. And like, they're all, their characters are responding to the pandemic the way their characters would be. So, like, one of the characters is out, like, doing next-door grocery deliveries for her friends or for her mm-hmm. neighbors that can't get out. And, like, that's how she's dealing with the stress. And, like, one of them, like, 
uh, Simone Missick's mother in the show is an, a woman who's been a, a, an activist. And she does a lot of work with um, underprivileged youth. And so she's still out there trying to like help these kids. She's like, mom, <laughs> you're an at-risk person. You have to stay home. <laughs> like, I understand, but you can't do this. You have to stay home. And then she's like, fine, I'll stay home. <laughs> it's like all of that. And then the video chat's interrupting other video oh, chats. Yeah. And then the boss, mm-hmm. Mark Helgenberger, who I love and she from CSI. And she's like, she's trying to cook and losing her mind. And like, she's clear cause she's like the head judge. And so she's like losing her mind because she's constant. She's going from being constantly busy to doing nothing, but then also trying to figure out how to still manage her employees and have them run court, but they're all in quarantine and they can't use the courthouse. So it's like her. And so like, there are times she's like, well, I'm warning you, I'm doing pastry when you call back. Or I'm doing pastry, so when you call back, I curse like a sailor. And there had already been a scene where she's in the middle of a conversation, and then just goes, "Oh fuck, I forgot to take out the pastry." Like, (laughs) so it's it was really fun to watch, and it was kind of just a good study in that, like, hey, we really get stuck here. Some of these shows can still work. The same way the Parks and Rec one—they did the Parks and Rec thing. So, yeah, I mean. I have a little, I had a little hard time with it. It's nothing to do with Parks and Rec or the way it was filmed. It was yeah. fun to watch. It's just now that I know what Chris Pratt has become. Yes. It's just a little hard for me to go back and enjoy Andy again. And also, and also, you know, Rob Lowe yeah. becoming increasingly more vocally Trumpian. And also. It's just tough. Because I can't even watch his, also, his I show. Also, I kind of blame that show for yeah. Joe Biden catching on at all. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'll i be honest. Joe yeah. Biden catching on <laughs> is the only thing Obama that's true. <laughs> like... Listen, I love Obama. I'm glad that I voted yeah. for Obama. He was a good president. Did he make mistakes? Yeah, but right. he doesn't. Real, real. Um, and one of his mistakes, unfortunately, was Joe Biden. <laughs> but letting, you know, we're pretty bad. Because we all went, well, he was Obama's vice president. How bad can he be? He's real bad. He's Turns real bad. We were all just bad. lost in the haze of Obama. But. So Rob Lowe has a spinoff of 911, which is another show uh-huh. that I watch, which is really good. And that has Angela Bessette in it. Right. The ni- original 911. Right. So it's like it can't be bad because Angela Bessette is in it. Um, the spinoff is 911 Lone Star, which I gave two episodes and had to bail because it's about a guy coming from a New York firehouse that was like he rebuilt after 9-11 who then he moves to Texas to help them rebuild after uh-huh. all of their like people are killed in a big explosion fire or whatever. And he's, they want him to shape it up the way he, he like, re- he really rallied his, the remaining people and his new firehouse after nine 11. And um, it's a way of using nine 11. That's actually in context of, 9-11 you know it's like this is actually about people who were really legitimately affected by 9-11 in a very profound way but we're not using mm-hmm. it to make you sad we're using it to show you how people have grown from from pain um 
And he goes, Tiger just sneezed and it was the cutest thing in the world. So anyway, sorry. So he goes to night, he goes to Texas to like build this new firehouse or whatever. And he starts mm. building it with all, and it's Rob Lowe. So you're already like, mm. and they're, he's playing this like pretty liberal guy who's like really good friends with his gay son and like, right. you know, stuff that just isn't Rob Lowe as a person. And it's like, I know that with acting, there's obviously suspension of disbelief. No actor is actually really the character right. that they play in most <laughs> cases, except for like... That's because every, every one of those people was grown in a lab. And, it's just, you know, um, just throw them in. Right. But, you know, which is, you know, why Chris Evans has gone specifically after mm-hmm. playing Captain America. He's like, no, 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 I can do it. I can, can do it. Watch. <laughs> right. I have range. I have range. I'm listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh. oh, sure, Steve. Whatever oh, you grandpa. say. Sure, you little ball of jo- sunshine. Um, but so then he like builds this like diverse, super diverse thing, and it it feels it feels trite in a way that it's like I'm gonna go and build it with the best people, and I'm not gonna care who they are. So it's like I'm gonna go get this black guy and this Hispanic guy and this Muslim woman, right. and it's like this. It's very. It's just trying too hard. Whereas like their original nine one one has a diverse cast and group of people, but it's all organic and natural. It's like they're just people that were forced into being right. a team together. And it wasn't like I went and handpicked my diversity, you yeah. know? Especially when it's a white guy who looks like Rob Lowe. You know, even if you don't know who Rob Lowe is you're... as a human being, if you're taking a person that even looks if you like don't Rob know Lowe, Rob Lowe, who's just you the know Rob guy Lowe. to ever be white. Right. Right. And you can also see Rob Lowe. So, like, you know, a traditionally attractive cis white man who's going to go and handpick his diversity team. It just, it was not, it was not good. And then also, I know as he's saying all of this like liberal stuff and all of this positive diversity, I support the person, not the race or like all this other whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's coming from Rob Lowe, who you know voted for Trump. It's kind of like, I don't, I can't, like, I can't buy into this. I can't, like, everyone else on the yeah, show was really it was good, just a walk you I couldn't, couldn't take. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Also, he gets diagnosed with, like, cancer at the beginning of the series, too. So it's like, I don't want to watch this because I already have a show where I'm at the beginning of the series and then like, come on. So, I don't need it. <laughs> I've already seen this show. Right. I've already seen this show. And that at least is based on a real person, the other one. The show that you know, the new Am- New Amsterdam yeah. when he gets diagnosed with cancer in the first when episode Rob Lowe of the show. Gets that's based it. off a real person's he's, experience. He's... So, you know. No. I'm fine with that. <laughs> no, he's gonna with get Rob better. Low, I'm kind of like, so he's gonna die, or is that is or that the bonus? No, he's not. He's gonna get better. Here's here's somehow the thing he's gonna somehow he's gonna where I kind of support the idea of it. If you give a guy like Rob Lowe cancer in the first episode of your new series, 
if he ends up being a problem, you know, maybe uh, maybe he doesn't make it. Maybe uh, maybe it takes a then that maybe it takes a cancer. turn for the worse, and uh, Roblo is no longer a member wins. of the nine one one Lone Star cast. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> If only, because then I would well, watch and, it. I honestly, if you got rid of Rob Lowe, I probably would see. Go back and and, and the, the, the thing that you could do is like you could use cool Rob Lowe's star power to launch this new spinoff and then kill him off in a wild and crazy, you know, f- fucking finale. And then season two starts off and it's like, okay, now we have all of these other people that you didn't mm-hmm. previously know established and you're attached to them now let's go forward like i could see that happening but roblo's yeah. probably going to be on that show for like six years well i don't know i i don't think the ratings have been as good as that one for that one as it is for nine one one because oh. Um, it ended. It, it didn't have as long of a season as every other show. And normally, and seasons, with, if they're doing with well, Fox, they get it's like kind of big buy. It's just feast season. or famine. You're either like and doing well, or you're you're just non-existent. Right. Yeah, and it's like I don't know anyone of the people that I know that watch nine one one. I don't know anyone who watches Lone Star. I gave it two episodes and I was out because I couldn't do it. And then, um, so, and I, Caitlin also watches 911, and my mom, I got my mom and my aunt started to watch 911. There you go. And they, they didn't do Lone Star at all. They didn't even give it one episode. Yeah. I've already got, why would I want to watch that when I've got this one that's already perfect as it is? And Connie Britton came back. If you're watching 911 and you haven't seen the season finale, it's a spoiler for it. This is a spoiler. But Connie Britton came back at the end of the episode and she left at the end of season one. And I've really missed her. And then at the very end of season three of the <laughs> season three finale, she came back and she's going to be in season. She's four, great. And it made my day. And it's got a um, I love Connie. The, the guy from Six Feet Under, right? Yes, Peter Krauss. Thank you. Yes, I love him. Peter Krauss. They're married. Go figure. He's Lauren Lauren Graham's husband. Um, they're married, oh. which is weird because they got married while they were playing brother and sister on Parenthood. So, so what you're telling me is, <laughs> and I was like, this two is of the actors <laughs> from Six Feet Under married their on-screen sisters. That family is way Married more fucked up sister. than Six Feet Under made it out to be. Uh-huh. And they made it out to be very weird. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, especially when the gay guy from Six Feet Under, right. because I, I don't remember his name, because I, I don't like Michael C. Hall as an actor, so I don't really yeah. follow his career. But, like, he left And the, then he, he became a Broadway became a actor. serial killer. So, like... No, I mean... After Dexter, he also did Broadway. No, he was a Broadway actor first. I. Oh. No, I know he was a Broadway I know. actor. He I, I was just Broadway trying. To, I was, was just on, trying to from Broadway trying to map out the career trajectory of. And then he, he went, went from being a mortician <laughs> to a serial killer to a Broadway actor. Ew. 
<laughs> yeah, and in yep. that time, he, he cheated on his wife with a less attractive yep. girl. Not great. And uh, she was his Not sister. Great. Uh-oh. Not great. Also, yeah. because, like, cheated on his wife who saw him through yeah. cancer. Like, was by his side through cancer. And uh, then he got better from yeah. cancer and went, I'm going to go for this great. less attractive chick. And Not a great see look. ya, Amy. Um, right. Not great. And a Broadway actor. <laughs> and he's a serial killer. So, like, because actors... Ew. <laughs> And he's a mortician. Awful. Awful. What a weird life this man leads. Yes. That's it. Uh, and and on, I, I hope you're picking up on way. me using the ew. Uh, I, I absolutely watched Birds of Prey. Uh, I got it in. And, and honestly, well, I, I will get there. I did watch the bloopers. Did you watch? Um the watching okay. it a second time at okay. home i liked it even more uh because i was able to pick up on on a ton of small details that just kind of flew yeah. past me in the theater uh like one such thing is the song that plays yeah. during the jail fight fucking rules it's by uh halsey it's called experiment on me I've been mm-hmm. listening to that song over and over, yeah. like for oh, a couple of weeks healthy. now. It is so good, and like I was, I also threw on the subtitles because I have auditory processing issues, so I like to have the subtitles just so I can make sure that I can catch everything, and that that yes. So yes, that's why the is. subtitles have been out of my Netflix. <laughs> it's just because I want to make sure I don't miss anything. Fucking subtitles. Um, because it's hard for me to catch some words sometimes. I don't know why. Um, but like that's the other thing. Like I can't do that at a movie no, theater, but like watching at home, throw the subtitles on, especially like if with Harley speaking in her accent and speaking very quickly it's like i like there's entire sections that i would miss like uh the part where canary is putting her in the back of the car after she uh rescues harley harley says don't touch what you can't afford mister i i couldn't catch that line i couldn't catch it and that's such a good line (laughs) Yep. Uh, but yes, I watched the bloopers so and I don't that. know if it's the one that you were talking about because when I went on to YouTube and I was just like birds of prey bloopers and gag reel, like I did both searches, like I got a bunch of B roll videos and I was like, okay, I'll check these out. And they were like silent videos of B roll of like behind the scenes stuff. And I was like, I don't, I don't think this is it. But then there was one, there was one that looked like it no, was that's not uh, like 
no a cam recording of the dvd feature of the blue like bloopers so the quality was not great but i was like all right this is you know this is what i got uh ewan mcgregor being a just absolute goofball (laughs) when he's in the hallway Uh uh-huh uh-huh um, what's his ass? He hits, scares him. He hits the he fucking deck with a plum. It's so that is good. the funniest thing I have ever seen in my life. Uh huh. It was such a good like. Just that like should have been in the fucking movie. Ugh. Like. I can watch that happen on repeat for the rest of my life and never oh be, yeah like that's up there yeah. with some of the gag reel stuff from from Star Wars the star the prequel trilogy because he's like God it's so funny uh-huh. to me because uh-huh. he just does not see it coming and goes full Victorian it, dandy. It, it honestly <laughs> reminded me of uh, the bit from Venture Brothers ground. when uh, Doc Venture is like. <laughs> you know, drugged up on something and he's just like, won't one of you fine gentlemen catch me from oh, like (laughs) that that was what (laughs) he did that's exactly it yeah it was it was so good and like the little patty cake that uh, Margot and uh, Ella did in the car, that was adorable Mhm. Mhm. I I just like it tour, with too. the visual of them being towed in the song. car, but you can't see that they're being towed, so you just think that Harley's just not watching the street and is just yeah. like, "Fuck it, let's do patty cake," and she's all right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> nah, <laughs> with Harley. Like it's it's fine. Some <laughs> other people die. might die. I'm not ruling <laughs> that fine. out. But us, we got plot armor. It's fine. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah, I just God that that was the only thing. That thing was the with that falling down in the hallway yeah. like a Victorian dandy. Like that was just enough to satiate me for the rest of my life. It was just like such a perfect moment. And if somebody would be were to be like, explain I would, to me, I would, McGregor I would kindly request clip, two clips, and I would, like and I would this. show that <laughs> him falling down, and I would show him making lightsaber noises while he's fighting Darth Maul. Like you got to have both. <laughs> have both (laughs) okay fair 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 (laughs) they kept kept telling him to stop making the noises and he still made the noises anyway Um, but the the other great part uh, (laughs) that he has in those bloopers is when he's like the crossbow killer (laughs) ew like and now ew is just like he was just in my <laughs> in my head. I have to. He's just so good. There mm-hmm. are 
there are two levels of you. Mm-hmm. There's Shit's Creek Alexis you, and yeah. there's Black Mask Ronan Sionis you. Ugh. And there's so that's good. it. That's all you ever need to express you. Mm-hmm. Also, I just love that that whole mm-hmm. that whole bit where he's showing Canary the shrunken head is just an ad lib. He just was going off, and they were like, <laughs> "We're using that." Like, <laughs> it's just like, and now he's in my living room. Oh, God. Weird, creepy. Like, <laughs> the, you know, you know what? Three movies came out this year. One of them was Sonic the Hedgehog. I think we can get you and McGregor a, a, a best supporting actor award for birds of prey let's 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 get the campaign rolling like let's make it happen yeah, seriously <laughs> what like daniel day lewis is gonna have a a, a fucking God, 11th real. hour you know performances truman like no right no let's let's be real let's be real yeah Nothing else is coming out this year unless it's direct to it's like direct to home no. view. And who's really paying twenty dollars to rent these movies? Not a lot of people. People with kids. Like the the movies that have done well with the direct home release mm-hmm. have and been and then rent trolls the, again. The children and then rent trolls again because it's like fuck it, rent trolls. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> right? How oh, long? God. How long do we have? Yeah. Like, fuck it, twenty dollars. Um, fine. So, Rich like, rules. why not? Let's let's uh let's get him that award. He deserves it. That 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 performance is the fucking best. Yeah. So just give it to him. You can't even. You're not going to be able to have an yeah. Oscars anyway. It's just. Uh, let's just you know play just, around a little bit. Let, you know, no nobody's going to lose their head the over it. Stuff. Yeah. That's true. Nobody's seeing Emma. Right. Nobody's seeing Emma. <laughs> how many times? Yeah, I, mean, I've seen I was Emma. just about I to say, to like, how many times has that movie been made? I've seen Emma a couple of times. Uh-huh. Well, it's it was made, there's like two versions of like just strict Emma. Uh-huh. And then there's like a, an older version from like the 50s or something like the golden age of hollywood and then there's like an early 2000s version with clueless of course and then there's right clueless which is an adaptation of emma i think this so i don't need to see emma again i i'm good like i i've You've done all you can do with Emma. Well, the at least the Greta Little Gerwig one like tried something different. Which is like, okay, okay, like you're you're doing you're doing a different take, okay, but yeah. like, yeah, that's fair. I mean, they've also that like Timothy I, Night I Shyamalan game in it though, and I can't. There's him. something about some like period dramas are always kind of a hard sell for me. Um, like, also, the thing is, mm-hmm. the, the main cast of that and the director of that Little Women are all people that are used again to fight against, um, sure, they're used in that in that white feminist way of like. 
you know, nobody can act like Florence Pugh can. Oh, she went, like, I saw something that it was like, Florence Pugh went from play from Midsummer to Little Women, and that's two completely different characters that yeah. she played within a week of each other. And I was like, okay, Lupita Nyong'o did that in one movie. It's called Us. Do we need to bring and up? She t- went back and forth. Like, yeah, two different, like, entirely also, different. Also, do we need to bring up Tatiana Maslany and, and what she did job. for six seasons of Or Orphan Black? Like, right, right. It's like. And it's like the thing is, like <laughs> that's just called acting. It's literally her job to do that. She's not the first it's actor not, to go from playing new. one character to another character with a small amount of time in between. It's just mm-hmm. your, there are like actors right now that are doing three or four different TV shows at a time. That they're like, you know, I'm on this show in a bit part, or like, what's his um. Dietrich Bader is on three different shows right now. He's Batman on Har- on the Harley Quinn animated series. He's on the show Better Things as the gay- as um, Pamela Anlon's gay best friend, and then he's on American Housewife playing a nerdy professor dad. All three of them yeah. are vastly different people, and he- they're all on at the same time, which means their filming schedules overlap. He's he's also so that means like he's a fucking treasure. All like, at the same time, <laughs> like. <laughs> right. No, I and, know, but and I'm like, just saying, the, like that—that like that's doesn't just even really <laughs> get into you know, how much it's... voice actors have to change. Like, if they if they are working steadily, they could be recording three different jobs and like and and doing entirely different things. So, like, exactly. Mhm. Yeah, or like um back to Sarah Paulson. Yeah. One season of American Horror Story, she can she plays up to three or four different characters sometimes. So that's all the same show in the same filming and she's going back and forth between three different characters. So it's like, okay, so Florence Pugh can do her job? What do you want from me? That's not something to give her props for. It's it okay, it just starts to you make me worry that maybe uh, she is replacing Scarlett Johansson in more than one way. And that's not great. <laughs> like, we don't need another one. Uh, God, there's two of you now. Uh, like, we. Right. Yeah, but it's like the the discourse too around Florence uh, about around Greta Gerwig is always she's all it's always at the expense of like this year it was the expense of oh well Florence Pugh wasn't even Orange nominated but you gave and you gave it to a man for best picture yeah you know who won for best picture uh, yeah. the first so first time a, a Korean of color who is very ever rarely won one of the top anything. prizes. And so you're <clears throat> exactly. You know who won best director know. instead of or no, instead uh, of Florence Pugh? It was or not Florence yeah, Pugh, Taika. Uh, no, he won uh, adapted screenplay. No, Taika Waititi. Yeah. Oh no, screen adapted screenplay. But again, another one that was well, Greta Gerwig adapted the screenplay for Little Women. Mm-hmm. Where was her award? 
Well, it went to Taika Waititi, who is a Aboriginal and, and like, Jewish man. Round two. Greta Gerwig's people got me. <laughs> got me. No, what I was going to you know, she's not the first one to adapt Little Women. Right. So Congratulations. It's, it's not as impressive as Taika Waititi somehow making a watchable movie out of, hey, this little boy's best friend is Hitler. Best imaginary and, friend is Hitler. Imaginary, imaginary, yes, yes. Which is, no, but that makes it even weirder because it's like you could have ima- ima- you could have made a ma- an imaginary friend out of anything your imagination could come up with and you chose Hitler. Yeah, well, that, I mean, Hitler And that used. movie had Scarlett Johansson in it. Mm-hmm. Which is the only reason I haven't seen it. And Rebel Wilson. I don't mind Rebel Wilson. I just didn't want to watch her in Cats. <laughs> like, that was the only thing. Like, that was a... Fe- like, I enjoy Rebel Wilson because I will always mm-hmm. enjoy... I will always enjoy a job... Getting... Giving jobs to fat chicks. Like... Right. Rebel Wilson is funny and she cracks me up. And yeah, she does a little bit of the same thing in every movie. But like... I don't care. She makes me laugh. And like more leading roles for fat women. That's fine. Also, she absolutely her fashion line has my favorite. Like the I own a dress from her fashion line she did from for Torrid. And it's probably one of my favorite pieces of clothing. Wow. But that's a that's high praise. It was just it was just cats. Like the only Mm -hmm. like she needs to apologize to me for cats. And then we can move on. I don't hate her. Yeah. I just don't like, I just didn't like her in Cats. <laughs> but also, yeah. I didn't like anybody in Cats. So she was just, just the most offensive part to me, her and James Corden. <laughs> yeah, which makes sense, uh, all things considered. Yeah. And but... I think society needs to apologize to me for James Corden. Yeah, like... Do we get that directly from England or like where right. where do we go for well, that apology? Not even just England, just society in general for making him a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, so speaking of society making someone a thing, I watched so Josie and the Pussycats is on HBO is on HBO now. Oh, um, uh, really? Yes. So I watched it yesterday. Um, despite my reservations of watching it because it was like, Rosario Dawson. Right. Um, but I still watched it anyway. Uh, movie, still pretty bad. It's still a really bad movie. I um, love that movie. <laughs> the music, the music still fucking slaps. Like, yes. I was like, man, I need to re-download this, download this soundtrack because I remember having, like, the CD when it came out, but, like, I, I don't have any CD. Huh? I think it's on Spotify. I mean, I'll just buy it. I don't care. It's like nine bucks. <laughs> I'll just download it on iTunes. I don't use Spotify enough because I don't want to pay for Spotify. So you can't ever listen to I only would listen to it on mobile and you can never listen to anything all the way through unless you're paying for it. And I'm just like, I just spend the nine bucks and then I can own it and listen to it whenever I want. And I don't have to listen yeah. to commercials. I, I plunked down for Spotify premium a while back and i haven't looked back it's it's just too convenient for me 
Yeah, I just don't use it enough. So, I mean, if I mm-hmm. listen to music more, I would. But it's like I kind of just listen to the same few things. And then when I'm commuting, I just I listen to podcast. That's my podcast time where I listen to my podcast. So um, I understand why people pay for it. I just don't. Um, yeah. But so I was watching Josie and the Pussycats. And I forgot how many people were actually in that movie. Like Donald Faison is in that movie. Um, mm-hmm. Brendan Meyer is in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth Seth Green is in that movie. <laughs> yep. And, Alan Cumming. Um, well, yeah, I, I knew Alan. I knew Alan Cumming and Parker Posey were in it because they were like main people. But like the fact that the band that they kill at the beginning of the movie, um, I'm not. I don't feel bad if I'm spoiling Josie and the Pussycats for you. Because you should have seen it by now. You should it's have seen great. it by now, especially yeah, and also like it's not like it's all that deep of a movie like it's a right. nice, it's a it's an early 2000 it came out in 2001 it's an early 2000s teen comedy it's not like we're it's not like it's war and peace okay mm-hmm. so the <laughs> the the thing that i now that i'm like more aware of like in jokes and like just comedic throwaways missy pyle has a line because she plays alexandra cabot and um, which is completely different, like, which is such a completely different version of her than is on Katie Keene, because the Cabots are on Katie Keene, because that's where okay. Josie is now. Um, and so she <laughs> she's playing Alexandra Cabot. And there's one point where they're ta- they're like getting ready to leave and go with Alan Cumming to go to New York and like start their music careers. And they ask why she's why alexander cabot is coming who is also somebody that i recognize but i don't remember his name um but he's one of those people that showed up in all those like early 2000 movies and you're like oh i know this guy Mm. um kind of a jason biggs looking dude right and then um also alan m is fucking hush on batwoman really (laughs) yeah wow okay i know anyway so the um so they're on the plane and they're getting and, and Missy Pyle says, I'm just here because I'm in the comic. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and then Alex and it's in character. So then Alex and then Alexander's character goes, What? Just nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that kind of stuff I miss when I'm a kid and like yeah. a teenager and I'm just watching it because it's like I'm not aware of comedy yet. Mm-hmm. And you know clear made clear by the fact that i'm watching this movie right and um yeah it's it's still a pretty bad movie um but the music is still awesome so i still have a a distinct memory of selling my dad on renting it uh and boy he uh he did not understand why this uh 13 year old boy wanted to watch Josie and the Pussycats and it's like boy you really don't understand why I don't want to why I want to watch this there's reasons there's a lot of reasons (laughs) you Uh, don't see the cover of this movie where it's three women that are very attractive have you seen Rachel Lee Cook (laughs) right Look at Have her. you seen the size of Rosario Dawson's tits in this movie? Because they're huge. They are ginormous. And she doesn't wear a bra in the entire movie. So she, no. there are scenes where she's like, there's scene where they fight. Car- so anyway, the point of this was Carson Daly has that like brief cameo in it. 
Right. And where he tries to kill them. And it was funny because he was dating Tara Reid at the time. Right. And I just, I'm watching that and I'm just like, and she has the line about, I would never date a guy like you. And then like, and it was like, haha, it's funny because they're dating in real life. Uh-huh. And then I just, why did we let Carson Daly happen? He's like, still he was, happening. Is he really? Because I yeah. like, I know that he had that show, that like late night show that got canceled. Well, do you know what he's doing now? No. The Today Show. Seriously? He's on the Today Show. God. Yeah. He's Yikes. still happening. Because what what a what a just untoasted piece of toast he was. Yeah. Like he was the toast that you put in there and then you're like, I don't want it too dark though. <laughs> right, right. It's it's when you put it on a two. Like yeah. and it comes it comes out and it's just kind of hard. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it hasn't changed color at all. It's it's like they, it's just I think it's a Tumblr post where where some guy is talking about his wife uh making fun of how lightly toasted he eats his toast and she said, Hey, your warm bread is done. <laughs> yeah. It literally is. Like he's warm bread. Like you can't even call him like milk toast. He's like no. warm bread. Just and warm. like he's got he's got those stupid like front red highlights. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, oh. <laughs> that worked on literally like that worked on literally everybody else. Like if it was just any of the guys from InSync or the Backstreet Boys or Ninety Eight Degrees or like oh. the actual pop stars from that time looked fine. Like we told I totally even now even as I'm looking at early two thousands fashion and going why were we allowed to do this? Um. It's I think still, that like, I get it. I I get the world that, that that lived in. Yeah, w- wasn't wasn't that like the JC Chazé? Yeah, it there? was like the JC Chazé look. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then, but the only person on the planet who could not pull off that look was fucking fucking Carson Daly. <laughs> He's got his like two painted fingernails and like. Oh God. <laughs> He's got like just his ring finger and his pinky finger painted black. And then <sighs> he's got a couple of rings on and like I just I also remember him being like weirdly Christian too and we're like why are you hosting why are you on MTV? Yeah. He he and I thought he has, I think he has such strong youth pastor vibes that it, right. it's amazing that he isn't one. <laughs> He really does feel like Pastor Skip from Saved. Yes, yes, exactly that. Like he 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 looks like he's gonna flip around a chair and he's gonna be like, "Hey kids, let's rap about God." And it's like uh. right, he absolutely <laughs> looks like that because even his choices, like his fashion choices, are like I'm trying to be edgy but not too edgy. Right, right, like edgy enough for Middle America to welcome me into their. Right. Right, edgy enough so that the teens feel like I'm connected with them and I'm 35. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I don't know about that, Carson. <laughs> and, and every time he would interview, like, a cool band, like, when they would show up to TRL and, and be like, we're, like, doing this because the record company said we had to. He's like, yeah, totally, guys. I'm such a huge fan. Love your uh, albums and listen to them 
all the time. All right, we're going to throw it to the Backstreet Boys. Listen, like, you've never listened to Ja Rule a day in your life, so shut the <laughs> fuck up. <laughs> and he would always do that gross thing with, with the rappers who would go- come on where he'd like... <laughs> Try to act so cool with them and just be like, hey, bro, like, what's going on? And he'd like go for the white guy handshake. And it's just like, <laughs> buddy, no. <laughs> like, please, please. They don't respect you. They're contractually <laughs> obligated to be here. They do not actually <laughs> like you. <laughs> please, please understand this. If 50 Cent saw you on the street, it would be on site. You got to understand that. <laughs> On site. <laughs> you could be 51 cent because like, he would 50, fill you with 51 bullets. Yeah, it would be, you would be done. You would be pocket change, buddy. Like, oh. Uh, but yeah, I just also feel like society needs to apologize to me for Carson Daly. Now, now that we're at it, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be <laughs> fair. Uh, we had to deal with him as a part of our adolescent for far too long uh and i'm i'm still reeling from it honestly that's true but i'm reeling from the fact that at one point in my life i found him attractive really yeah there was this brief period of time yeah there was a brief period of time in my youth where i found him attractive Oh, and I, wow. I cannot explain to you why. Well, I think we've all had those weird crushes as as we were you know, growing up. He was like a D-list Ben Affleck. Yeah, yeah. You know, because he kind of he kind of has a similar look to like a Ben Affleck, like a young Ben Affleck. Uh huh. Definitely like Goodwill Hunting era. Right. Affleck. Right. Like that early Affleck. Yeah. He was like ubiquitous and just kind of like in every everything for a little while Uh um whether it was good or not he's doing like that weird movie with sandra bullock and oh what movie was that forces of nature oh right Uh... where they're both he's trying to get to his wedding and then she's i don't know where she's trying to get and then they're grounded by a hurricane. Right. And then they end up traveling together and then they fall in love and he like blows off his wedding for her. Man, he had a lot of movies like like that. Like where he, he just played a skis. Yeah. Like like there was also weird that well, yeah. <laughs> uh, weird sliding. that coming out of a Kevin's as weird coming out of Kevin Smith uh, that you would just play a skis in a lot of movies. Go figure. And uh, and 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 Kevin tried to warn us. He he had sex with that girl in a very uncomfortable position, in the, <laughs> in the back of a Volkswagen. Well. You mean like sex in the back of the Volkswagen? <laughs> Just in the most uncomfortable place you could think of, like the back of a Volkswagen. <laughs> That's honestly, that is still a top tier joke. Like, listen, that joke stuck with me in such a way because at the, my mom drove a Volkswagen. <laughs> and, <laughs> 
having spent many a time, a many amount of my youth in the back of a Volkswagen, just sitting there in a car ride. Once I saw Mallrats, and that joke was such a a, a quintessential part of that movie. Uh-huh. Sitting in the back of the Volkswagen afterwards, going, "Yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> definitely a very uncomfortable, place. Super, super uncomfortable, very, very much." <laughs> On point. I don't even want to sit here, let alone figure out how I would. <laughs> how how to have sex in the back of a Volkswagen. Oh, my <laughs> God. Seems like a nightmare. Oh, it's just all yeah. elbows and knees. <laughs> a lot of my youth spent in the back of a, of a uh, two-door cabrio. Yeah. Well, I mean... What are you going to do? Not have sex in it, that's for sure. Yeah. I think... Not in the back of it, anyway. <laughs> I, I feel like having sex in your mom's car, it, like, no matter what model, probably don't. <laughs> probably don't do that. Right. I mean, by, yeah, by the time I was having sex, I had my own car. Right, so. right. You gotta... <clears throat> you gotta... <laughs> I would at least do it in my own car. Yeah. You you have to be able to have your own property before you can like safely do that. Like any anytime you're sharing sharing something, like oh yeah, the, I'm I'm driving my mom's car for prom. Like don't don't Mm-mm. don't don't do it. Don't do it. It's a bad idea. I miss tooth. I miss that car, two face. <laughs> Why was the car's name Two Face? Um, so, do you remember the story about the side view mirror? No. Oh, it's a Bruce story. Okay. So, <clears throat> when I got my license, I got a hand-me-down car from my dad. That it was on the condition that I was now the chauffeur for my brother, which was fine. Like as the older sibling, I understood that was the the deal it meant that i then got a free car where the insurance was paid by my parents great deal Um, it just meant that if my brother had to go somewhere it might be me that had to drive them if i was available to do so and that was fine yeah um because i got along with jason for the most part so i was running late to to practice to swim practice and i was running out the door i got into the car so this was a 1997 black Bonneville, Pontiac Bonneville. So it was kind of a boat. Yeah. And um, four door, but my it was in like pristine condition. And I didn't get, I got my license in like 2002. So it's it had a good life. Yeah. Um, and it was like leather interior i had a sunroof a six disc cd changer Dang. like i was i was balling it was a bit it was an old business it was like a businessman's car yeah it was a it was you know the car that alfred picks you up in sure from private school so and it was and i got to drive it that was now now my car so i was balling in the in the junior year of high school and i went to leave and the car is black and i go to pull out of the car and I hit the accelerator because I am running late. So I just gunned it out of the garage. Uh oh. Um, and I hit the side of the garage 
and took off the side view mirror and put a big beige streak along the side oh, of this car. Oh, God. And a dent in the side of, in the driver's, or in the passenger side doors. Um, and then I just sat there in the cul-de-sac at the base of our, of my parents' driveway, just looking ahead, like, what have I done? Uh-huh. Because I see the remnants, because you know how, like, our, our, um, it's so nice that I can tell you the story because you've been to my house. Right. Um, <clears throat> like our our uh, driveway is on like that st- that slope. Uh-huh. So I just see the remnants of the <laughs> of the side view mirror just tumbling down the driveway slope, uh. and I'm like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck! I'm late. I gotta go." And I was like sitting debating do i pick it up and put it in the car and then hope for the best or like do i go now because i gotta go just gonna be pissed if i'm late so i just left oh god i get home and the remnants are missing it's also after dark it's like 8 30 yeah um i get home the whole house is dark uh, except for in the kitchen the kitchen table and the one light above the kitchen table, above the remains of the side view mirror, uh-huh. illuminated. Uh-huh. Your dad has a flair for the dramatic. Well, he is Batman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then just a note that says, if you want it replaced, you're paying for it. Of course. So then the next morning, I, like, avoid eye contact, because, and he is livid, and is like, I'm going to take the car away. Like, I was like, no, it was an accident. I realized that I was going too fast. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I'll pay for the side view mirror. Like, my mom's like, you can't take her car away. She's in charge of carpool. Like, the only t- we can't do that because there are four other people and your son that are relying on getting, like, a ride to school. So you can't do that. And we've already paid for her parking permit at school. So, like, you can't. That's money we're losing. Mm-hmm. So we can ground her, but you can't. we can't logistically take the car from her. Because otherwise, they're not getting to swim practice. They're not, like, we can't do that. So he was, like, fine. And I got grounded. And then he went outside. And he hadn't seen the actual car yet. And he was going to leave for work. And he was going out to his car, which at the time we had a Santa, he had replaced it with a Santa Fe. So we didn't have that weird orange soul that they drive now. <laughs> and he goes, and all of a sudden you just hear from the garage, God fucking damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. And he just left for work. Yeah. And that was so, and I never, I mean, I couldn't afford to get it fixed and it was cosmetic damage. The car, like the doors still worked. So we never fixed it. So we just called the car Two-Face from then on because it was like the one side, it looks pristine, like fresh off the lot. Not a single thing wrong with it because my dad took better care of, we always joke that dad took better care of the car than he took care of his kids. (laughs) And then the other side was just this like demolished Missing a side view mirror, big scrape and dents across the side. So, goodness gracious, looked like two different cars. So, it was, um, yeah. And then I uh, got a lot of, and then I got in an accident with the car, so it got totaled. So, 
Harvey. Then we replaced it with something. No. Else. <laughs> Harvey tried to kill me. Who's <laughs> shocked? I see. I was. I was thinking of the the Bruce line when Harvey like first turns into Two Face from the animated series. Oh, yeah. Bruce is yes. just like Harvey. No. It's like yeah. Just sad. Just sad. It really is. R.I.P. Harvey. And then we got um we then we had um uh then we ended I get got like a second hand Pontiac Sunfire and it was red. Ooh. And we never we never really gave it a full name. Um but my brother ended up calling it the Aeromobile. Um for no other not related to arrow or green arrow or any arrows. Um, he just put an arrow on the front of the car. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because of the Mitch Hedberg joke about, I just like arrows. They tell me where to go. <laughs> They're always pointing this way and that. <laughs> I, fucking, I, was like, I fucking hate arrows. That's what it was. They're always telling me what to do, pointing this way yeah. and that. And like, he, just thought, so bossy. And he just thought that was the funniest joke. Oh, so bossy. And he was like, and he just thought that was the funniest joke. And so then we, it, he just put an arrow on it because his car is always telling him what to do. Yeah. And I was like, all right, that's weird. <laughs> Fair enough. And then that was, that was his car until, until it just couldn't any, it couldn't do it anymore. Cause it was like a 96 or something like that. And by the time he was driving it, it was, he rode it into the ground. It was like mid 2000s. Oh yeah. So. Yeah. Anyway, so that's the retrospective on cars. <laughs> more you know. The more you know. Dot yeah. Um. Well, did you have anything else you wanted to talk about today? Um. No, I think that's it. But I have a feeling by next week we'll be talking about dead to me. So. Dead to me. Yeah. And I mean, brace yourself now. I'm going to talk about Shira a little bit. Like it's cool. It's, I'll just zone. I'll just zone out then. You you would like it if you gave us a chance. I wouldn't like it because it's the art. It would just I would get skeeved out the whole time. I would not There's enjoy it. So little difference between that art and Young Justice. It's not even funny. I disagree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Just gotta open your mind a little bit. I just don't like amorphous blobs for hair, and I don't like things that don't have definition and there's not enough definition for my aesthetic needs there's nothing about she-ra that appeals to me just for the record sorry i forgot this was an audio medium i was just shaking my head a lot <laughs> I know it's just sometimes I'd I'm not saying don't watch it I'm just saying sometimes it would be nice if you you know gave something a shot but fine it's fine you won't give things a shot that I oh. like that you oh. don't like you know that that's 100% true if I said go watch all two if you go watch the two seasons of New Amsterdam 
just because I like it. You won't do that. Uh, uh, yeah, but like, because there's nothing that appeals to you about it. <laughs> but like you, so just like there's nothing that appeals to me about Shira, especially the animation. So it's already an animation style that I know that I don't like because that's also why I don't like Steven Universe. It's the animation style. It's also why I don't like Adventure Time because of the animation style. So already that's a thing against it. And then everything else about She-Ra does not, like the plot of She-Ra does not appeal to me. I don't want to watch a bunch of girls having emotional trauma from an abusive past. That's not fun entertainment for me. So <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> like Nothing you've said about it has sold me on this as something that I should watch, which is fine. I don't have to like it. You can still like it. Just like you're not going to go watch New Amsterdam. Okay. <laughs> well, that's all I got. Um, <laughs> uh, Don't you just hate it when I'm right? You're not right. You're just. I am no. right. I just like. Um, am I wrong that you wouldn't go watch New Amsterdam just because I said I like it? You would have to. Uh. You would have to sell me on it the same way that you did White Collar. Because White Collar is typically not a show that I would watch. But you you found a way to to get me interested into it. See, I don't really know if there was there wouldn't be a way for me to sell you yeah. on it. Because there isn't like and that's the way it is with She-Ra, though. So, like, there's nothing that you have said about She-Ra that has made me interested because it isn't my type of show. So, it's the same thing. I know. You haven't sold me on She-Ra, so I won't watch it because it's not my type of show. Just like New Amsterdam is not your type yeah. of show. Plus, medical drama is just, like, it's just... I don't like being in hospitals. So, like... Yeah, and that's fair. Entirely valid. Watching a show that takes place in a hospital, it's like, here, have a panic attack for an hour. It's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I I was able right. to do scrubs because it was like wacky. Like, but right. like a real, like real time drama. Like an actual, like, yeah, like a drama where people actually have real life and death situations yeah. all the time. And it isn't just about the fun yeah. doctors. Although on Instagram, they do do their own stories as a cast that they've just made their own sitcom called Those Damn Doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Which is them just dicking around between scenes. Fair enough. So, and that would be more your speed if that was yeah. the show of them just dicking around <laughs> in a hospital. But it, called yeah. Those Damn Doctors. But it's also like, uh, it's, I don't, I, I can't watch Scrubs now. Because when I previously watched it, I didn't understand the intricacies of health insurance and how bad our healthcare industry is. And so, like, if I'm watching a medical drama, I'm just thinking about, wow, everyone's going to be in so much debt from the doctors to the patients. Well, see, that's the different. That's what's different about New Amsterdam is because he works. It's a public hospital. So people don't have to have a lot of debt. And there's actually a whole episode about the board of directors of the hospital trying to make Max, the medical director, the main character, 
sell off the debt to a debt collector. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. They came here for help, not to get into debt. And he he starts going around and calling in these people who have outstanding bills and find it and like engaging in barter and being like, so what are your skills that you have? Oh, I'm an electrician. Great. Here's some areas that we could use some help with electrician. Go, your debt's paid. (laughs) Then he gets in trouble for it because they're like, that looks like money laundering. Money laundering. It's socialism. Exactly. (laughs) And that's the thing is he keeps trying to make socialist medicine in in the hospital because technically a public hospital is socialist medicine. But there he keeps getting pushback from people and he always has he's always got ideas and like trying to like implement these ideas and then the board comes in and is like how are you going to pay for that he's like i don't know i'll figure it out <laughs> so that's what's fun about the show is he's always trying to make things better mm-hmm. for people and it's the opposite of like a, oh you're going to be in so much debt from that ambulance ride because he's trying to make healthcare actually because like a right and something that doesn't ruin somebody's life in debt yeah. and that kind of thing. Which like so. I, I absolutely appreciate and and it does like make me respect the show. But it's it's that that kind right. of disconnect that I have where I'm like, this is a nice nice thought, but it's not the way things work. Right. No, I know. Yeah. And it's fiction. So it's like but it well, it's fiction based on right. a real person. Right. So it's stuff that like is similar to things that he tried to do when he was the medical director mm-hmm. of Bellevue. So not entirely fictional, just one guy doing one thing at one hospital isn't gonna change all of right. the healthcare system. Right. So, so like And he's like retired now and making a tv show of his life so clearly he's not yeah it's not like he's running for office you know trying to right he's not he's not doing anything he's he's making a tv show he's just writing 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 a book and then making a tv show about that book and casting incredibly attractive people in it so that i'm sucked (laughs) into watching it forever for the rest of my life there you go that'll happen Uh, I, I wouldn't have if it weren't for Freema Eggman and Jan- and Janet Montgomery. I would have been like, no, yeah. this is fine. I'm not going to watch this. But the two of them, they're just such beautiful women that I can't not watch them. Makes sense. Makes sense. The, the end. end. Um, okay. Well, that's all I had. Uh, I guess the the last thing that I'll say in one sentence is I read no Noel Stevens Noel Stevenson's memoir that she re- uh, released like illustrated memoir it's really good check it out um, okay. you, not not you I don't know who that is I'm not, I'm not talking to you <clears throat> because you already said that you she's the showrunner for Shira uh, so like oh, okay. audience check it out it's really nice. Um, but that's all I got. Um, bye. <laughs> Abby just sent me a picture of <laughs> Abby just sent me a picture of her of her stimulus check she just got in the mail. The comment: economic stim- impact stimulus payment 
Don- President Donald J. Trump. And I'm like, congrats. Mm, yay. That's why I had direct deposit, so I didn't have to get that. Yeah, I still got a letter from him. Yeah, I got a letter too, but I could just throw that away. Yeah. By the time I got by the time I got the letter, I'd already spent the check. <laughs> <laughs> I I by the... <laughs> Yes. I I haven't by the time I haven't spent the whole check, but uh yeah, I definitely get the get the vibe of that. I just bought a new I bought a new computer, so that was why I spent the check so fast. You know what? You needed a new computer. You needed it. I did. It was a necessity. <laughs> uh, because of these unprecedented times. It's true. I need to be able to play The Sims. Yeah. I was I was more thinking that you probably needed it for work, but yes, for The Sims as well. No, I have a... I have a laptop from from work that I use oh, for work. Okay. But <clears throat> well, there you go. All right. Well, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Um. Yeah. Uh, to all you mothers out there, if you if you if you're quarantining with your mom, give your mom a hug. If you're not quarantining with your mom, give her a call. Uh, don't give her a hug because, like, eh, it's still not great out there. <laughs> don't be like my brother. Don't be like my brother last year and just Venmo her thirty bucks and say buy something nice without even saying Happy Mother's Day. I mean, depending on your relationship, that might be <laughs> apropos. You know, that might that might work. Well, you, I feel you, like... you know, you know what happened for my birthday. Uh, my mom. <laughs> Uh, Venmoed me twenty five dollars and said buy yourself something nice. So like that is yeah, but that is a thing. That's fair. <laughs> but like I can see it for a birthday. But like for Mother's Day, you're you know when you in my at least in our house we have a good relationship with our mom. So like it was a little impersonal. And so like the joke was that it was like I at least called her and said Happy Mother's Day. Mm. And Kyle just sent her. Kyle just sent her a fucking fucking 30 bucks didn't even call her didn't say anything <laughs> just 30 bucks and a buy something nice not even a happy mother's day you know what your your mom mileage may vary uh you know just just proceed as you see fit uh we trust you our 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 wonderful listeners um just if you have a good relationship with your mom, be good to yeah. your mom tomorrow. Yeah. You owe her one, one day. One day. One shot. This is your opportunity. Mom spaghetti. Mom spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I'm, I'm Madeline. Stay fresh, bye Tuesday. Bye bye. <laughs>